morning, everyone. It's great to be here again on the Sabbath and uh, to hear God's word from the scriptures. In just a moment, I'll get my machine here probably going. What did I have to do? Oh, I think I can fool it. It's going to work. <laughs> okay. Um, what I wanted to start with uh, is, uh, well, I should tell you where I'm going to first, too. The, um, the lessons that we've been doing is about the Ten Commandments. So we did lesson one, kind of took in uh, um, Bible doctrine and uh, Ten Commandment numbers, number one and two, maybe even a little on three. But then I had to go back and I did number two properly, a little better, and it got three as well. And then we, you know, now we're here and it's going to be commandment number four. Okay, and maybe I can uh, shorten the other ones down to uh, combining more of them together and uh, see how that goes for, for the type of sermon. I wanted to mention today that when we go through things like this in, in the Sabbath school lessons uh, and in, in the sermons that are, are like this pattern that we're going through, um, it's what I, was learned, what I learned when I was young. It's kind of out of this book even. The New Bible Home Instructor. And in the front it says prior to 1949. <laughs> or about that time, 1949. There was a sticker, a stamp in there. We got this for our wedding. But it was exactly the same book that I went through when I started with the Church of God Seventh-day. Yeah, it says that this edition is prior to 1949. But it's handy to have a, an edition of the teachings of the church back then and see what's happened. Did they change? What's, what's been going on in 50 years? 60 years? <laughs> yeah, more than that, almost 70 years. Um, when I went to church in our little church in Canada, um, we, we had grown tremendously. In uh, some of the teachings were a little different, and uh, the way we organized ourselves were a little different. Uh, things happened there that I didn't understand. Of course, my parents didn't understand they were new in the faith. But this was the teachings of the General Conference at that time. They, they got modified just slightly, and then they got modified more and more and more as time went along. But this one is amazingly accurate to what we should be studying and should be knowing. The, the Bible doesn't change, right? So the teaching shouldn't change. So this is just really neat. Uh, we, we had uh, old seats from a theater where when you stand up, the seat closes up on you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you could clean the carpet and things much easier. <laughs> seats are all up, you know. Um, but uh, we had a, a, a board made to hang on the back of the seat in front of you that became your desk. And your stuff wouldn't roll off on the floor because it had a trim board along the bottom. And then we'd put our book on there and we'd start studying. The whole church was there on Wednesday nights. The whole church came out on Wednesday nights. Um, so we really had a lot of study on the teachings of what was supposed to be ours, of our own church and our own location. And it was. That's the way we, we ran it. Um, 
there was uh, something like eight. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lessons on Jesus Christ. That's pretty good. That's what we needed to do. Later, some complained that we weren't handling Jesus correctly and never had been able to worship Jesus. I don't know where they had worshipped. I don't know what part of the country didn't know about Jesus. <laughs> it was here, and I got it before I was 10 years old and shortly thereafter uh, about Jesus. Steps to Christ is the next section. Uh, the Gospel of the Kingdom. Uh, we might call it by a little different name, but it's a regeneration, lifting up Christ, um, teachers of Christ, and things of marriage and divorce, um, Christ and the law, I just on and on, and then that was in one section there. Another one is Christian living. We learned how to behave ourselves as Christians. And we'd get scolded if we went to a roller skating place that had a downstairs bowling alley where they had pool down there and they smoked and drank down there. And we got scolded because that was going to a place that we shouldn't be in that building. We shouldn't honor that building. It shouldn't be seen coming and going. The statements were made like, what if Jesus came and you were found in that building? Pretty serious stuff, you know. How are you going to explain, uh, Lord, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. So Christian living, there's, again, 10 or 12 uh, items on how to live as a Christian. What, what you would act like, how, things that you'd wear and so on was in here. Now that, I said 10, but the next page has another 10. <laughs> okay. Because it goes into backsliding and uh, getting cold, pride, uh, you know, other things that are in there. Then the Christian Sabbath had uh, four items or five. And then the Ten Commandments must have had way, way more than ten, but maybe a dozen <laughs> items on the Ten Commandments. We can glean from this yet today, right? We sure can. Second coming of Christ, uh, mis miscellaneous subjects, there must have been 15 more. And then uh, uh, more sure word of prophecy. So prophecy was here, and it's got at least 10 lessons on prophecy. And historical Israel, about 10 more on, on Israel. Uh, very good studies. We can still use it, even though it's 70 years old. Interesting. Bible doesn't change. But Bible is Bible. <laughs> okay. okay. So for today, we know it's going to be the Sabbath that I'm going to be talking about. And uh, I'll read some from here and some from here. Uh, this uh, should have been able to expand the lettering enough, but it doesn't quite do the job for me. Uh, so I may have to lean in. <laughs> okay. um, I couldn't print it off in the larger print. I even made it size 18 so that it would be a little better for me. Okay, I'm going to get this, get onto that, and scroll away, scroll away. Yeah, there it goes. Okay. The uh, fourth commandment enjoins the observance of the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week, commonly called Saturday. Sometimes we have to add those things because people have forgotten what the Bible name for things were. And then they started going to church calling it a, a, a Sabbath 
on a different day of the week. And how did that happen? Well, yeah, around about 400 after Christ, things started changing. The church demanded things, told what you were supposed to believe because people didn't have a copy of the Bible in their hand. It's only been 400 years plus a little, maybe 10 years or so, that the printed Bible of the King James Bible was, we had a celebration here in the city and a bunch of displays, it was phenomenal on the King James Bible coming into existence. Uh, but when you didn't have that, somebody could trick you into saying Sabbath just means your church day. I know there's a lot more to it than that. We'll run into a bit of it today. Um, the Sabbath was kept as sacred and a holy time uh, from sunset Friday to sunset Saturday. Uh, I can remember new in the church and all of a sudden you had to polish your shoes. We didn't go to church before that. I don't know what we would have done if we'd gone to a wedding or a funeral or something else because we never went to churches. So all of a sudden you had to polish shoes. Well, when do you do it? Friday night? Yeah, but before the sun went down. I would have to gather up all the shoes and polish all the shoes with black on black and white on white and brown on brown. <laughs> polish all the shoes. That was my job. So there was things, there was activities that we did knowing that the sun was going down and we needed to get those things finished before the sun went down. Cow had to be milked and so on. Uh, in the morning, of course, you have to milk the cow, Sabbath morning, because otherwise it would be very painful for the cow to be just left, you can't do that. They gotta have food and they gotta have water and they have to be milked. So um, we had to do that on Sabbath morning, but we got to work, got the jobs done, got to church on time. We had a very old car and sometimes I had a flat tire on the way to church <laughs> because we had a, an inner tube inside the rubber tire and then your tire that we would blow up was inside of the, all that. And sometimes they would rub and get hot and, and get in trouble. Uh, and with your dress clothes on, you had to crawl underneath the car and put the jack underneath it and jack it up and get the tire changed. Yeah, no fun. But we went to church whenever the doors were open. That's right. So we had uh, a midweek meeting or two. I think we had more Saturday night meetings than I can hardly remember. But I'm sure we had a Saturday night meeting as well as a Wednesday night meeting and then Sabbath morning meeting uh, up there. We, the Sabbath became very, very special. Church became very special. We were meeting in a chicken coop, chicken barn. Of course, they cleaned it out really good, sprayed it all out, whitewashed it all, and smell was not there at all. So, yeah, what, what an ordeal. But you knew that this was Sabbath, it was important, and that building was kept clean and kept, you know, done special. And then we built a basement for church, and then we started building on top of the basement into a church building on top of it. Yeah, it, church day was very important, and we loved our church and, and took care of it. Uh, so the next thought that I want to go to, there's a number of verses here that could be used, and if somebody's wanting extra verses, they, they've got them available. We could have a memory verse, which would be the, uh, the commandment itself. Let's, why don't we read that? Turn to uh, 
to Exodus 20. Exodus 20. And you know it's repeated in Deuteronomy. That would be good to read both, but we'll just do one of them. I'm going to be reading verse 8 and down. A few verses there if you want to follow along in, in Exodus. Chapter 20 and verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. To keep it holy. I, I read that already in the, in the introduction, that it was a holy day, a high day, a special Sabbath day to us. Uh, we treated it differently. Things that you do on that day, you didn't do on other days, and vice versa. <laughs> it was a holy day. Uh, six days, verse 9, six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. The Sabbath. No other day can carry that. It's sanctified, made holy. It is the Sabbath day of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor the cattle, nor the stranger that is within thy gates. We abide, we abided by that. We had berry pickers in our fields. We had hoers in our field at the time. We had other workers on the, on the land. We abided by this. Nobody was allowed to come and work that day. We didn't expect it. The canneries would allow to take the fruit. We didn't pay. There's nothing to haul away. We didn't expect a, a truck to come and take our stuff from us and haul it for us, spend his time and money and whatever get paid for his work. No, we didn't do that. We didn't pick the strawberries. And God protected them from never being wasted, lost. We picked on different days to make sure that Friday we were all cleaned up and it would rest one day <laughs> so we could get back to work again. And the canneries were open on Saturday and Sunday and every day of the week, but we didn't use that. We didn't go there. It was a holy day for us. The strangers on our property, it says there too, the stranger and this manservant, maidservant, nor the stranger that is within thy gates, they were not supposed to do anything. We couldn't demand of them, but we also knew that they, they might do something that we didn't approve. I don't know if they did any laundry or what they might have done, I don't know. But uh, uh, mainly they did not do anything that would discredit us, or we could just let them go. But God would provide more. In fact, we used to have people come to our place in bus loads from the bigger cities so that they could pick our berries. Yeah. Bus. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth. This is connected. This commandment is connected with creation. That's where it comes from, where, where the example is. Uh, heaven or, uh, let's start again. Get me going right. Uh, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day, count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you got the Sabbath. Wherefore, the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that's the Heavenly Father, blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. It says that in Genesis also. But here it's repeating it, saying that the Heavenly Father 
bless that day. It is a special day. We need to handle it as a special day. It is blessed and it is hallowed. In Genesis it said sanctified and so on. Uh, that is the day that we're talking about. So let's go on to uh, uh, these other notes and, and uh, lesson chapters. Uh, it's a sacred institution is a subtitle here. And Genesis, it gives the origin of the Sabbath in Genesis 2, verse 2 and 3. These are things that you might want to copy down or get a photocopy of this later uh, and, and have all these verses. They're going to be readily available to you, so don't, don't panic. Uh, if you want them, if, if you're watching online, uh, send us a note and, and uh, where we can send it to or where we can attach a message to you, to your emails. Then also, uh, Abraham kept all of the commandments. Interesting verse that, we, I know I've read this in, in other sermons right near, near here, so I don't want to read it again. But it's Genesis chapter 26, verse 4 and 5. You might want to look that up, because these are prior to the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. It wasn't Moses' law. He happened to be the writer. But God spoke these words to the people, as well as writing it on stone and giving it to the people. Uh, these are important things from Abraham, well before Moses. Abraham, way back there, had God's laws and commandments and statutes. In Genesis 29 and verse 26 and 28, 228, two verses there, the uh, subdivision of the days of the week were known. How many days in a week? And they, they knew the divisions. First day, the second day, and so on. And it was from sundown to sundown. That's how you divided the days. Sundown because of evening. From even unto evening. Evening unto evening. So you had a complete 24 hours. Okay, uh, it's interesting. The 24 hours work summer or winter. Just the daylight part slides, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. In Exodus 16, uh, verse 4, 5, and in 22 to 31, the Sabbath was kept before Mount Sinai. It's an interesting story to read that part because it tells of you can do this and you're going to get the manna and you're not going to get it on Sabbath and you're going to have to obey this rule and, or you, you know, if you get it, pick it up double amount on Friday, it'll last over Sabbath until you need to go again on Sunday uh, to, to get more food. But if you tried to keep it over during the week, it would rot and spoil and smell. And God said he was testing them and he said, I'm going to prove you whether you're going to serve me or not. Okay, let's keep going. In Exodus 20, we read the, the commandment was given. And then in Exodus 31 and 30, uh, 12 through 17, it should be kept forever. It should be kept forever. So you want to look that one up and, and be sure you read that to Exodus 31. Then uh, Isaiah 66, 22 and 23, 24, uh, it shall be kept in, in the next age, in the future beyond us, the Sabbath will be kept. That's in Exodus 66. Again, 
people say, oh, it was just for the Jews, it was just for that time frame, it was eras when this was done and eras when this wasn't done and so on. Um, it shows that it was well beyond that sort of thing when the commandments would be kept. In Matthew 28, 1, um, we can look that one up. Matthew 28, 1, uh, it was in the end of the Sabbath. So there again, if you, if you think on when did Jesus rise from the grave, and this is talking about the Sabbath. Matthew 28, and verse, uh, verse 1. And of course, you'd want to read a little more down there, but in verse 8 or so on to get to part of the story. But in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and so on. Uh, in the King James and in the Hebrew, Greek, in the Greek, you look that up and you'll find in the Greek it would say, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the next week. Time frame, one week. Yeah, in the end of the week, which is Saturday afternoon when the sun goes down. It's the last day of the week, seventh day of the week. That was the end of the week when the sun was going down. That's when Jesus rose from the grave. As it was beginning to start, you know, the dawning, beginning of the new day, which would be the first day of the week, is after the sun has gone down. Just at the sun. You got this twilight zone. In the end of this daylight time, and as it's getting toward dark for the, for the night hours, that's when Jesus was risen from the grave. And yeah, actually he was already gone, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. So uh, when, they, when they arrived, to do anything at the uh, gravesite, tomb, Jesus was gone. Interesting. Didn't have to wait for uh, somebody to say, okay, it's Sunday morning, you know, no, didn't have to do that. Uh, so read those, read those verses. There was an earthquake here, and the angel said, he's already gone. I know who you're seeking, down to verse 6. He is not here, he is risen. The beginning of verse 6. So he was already gone. Verse 7 says also he's risen and go and tell the disciples. So yes, he was already gone. It says he was raised in the end of the Sabbath, at the end of the week, and before the new week started. Okay, going back to uh, the verses that uh, I've got here. Um, one was uh, in Luke 4. It talks about the Sabbath again. It's the, uh, kept the Sabbath. But I want to go down. I got some with red marks. In Luke 23, it talks about uh, keeping after the crucifixion of Christ. Very interesting to read that one in Luke 23, 54 to 56. Then Isaiah 56, 1 through 7, there was uh, converted Gentiles kept the Sabbath. Converted Gentiles kept the Sabbath. I put a little mark there, but I couldn't use all of these verses. So that's Isaiah 56, um, that the Gentiles will be keeping the Sabbath. In, uh, in Matthew 24, 15 through 20, uh, it was to be honored uh, many years afterwards. Oh yes, in that verse, I wrote after that verse, it was referring to, hinting forward to 70 A.D., 
So Matthew 24, let's take a look at that one. I'm watching this over here too, see when I get to, to those verses. But Matthew 24. I bet you almost know what's there. Because if it's talking about 70 AD, it's talking about when Jerusalem got smashed. Matthew 24, verse 15. When ye therefore see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, should be learning the Old Testament as well as New Testament, right? Some people say, no, you don't have to read the Old Testament. You do. If you uh, had an author writing the whole book and he's about two-thirds through, he said, don't bother reading the first. He wouldn't value him very much. <laughs> no, we need the whole book. Daniel the prophet, if you know that that is coming true, is what this is saying, then stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Stand in the holy place. There's something going to be happening that will, you'll, you'll know this is it. This is the problem. This is where it's at. And uh, said the, what Daniel talked about. Okay, so you go and look at those things. And verse 16 says, Then let them which be in Judah flee into the mountains. So that was actually talking about only 30 years or so after this, 40 years after this, to flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of the house. And the same for the guy that's in the field. Don't come back and get clothing and so on out of the field. Because the sudden destruction is happening right then and there. And we know this was 70 AD. Um, and woe be to them that be with child and them that uh, give suck in those days, the little ones. The Lord Jesus was worried about the little ones. In verse 20, but pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Whoa. This is in red letters. Jesus was saying that 30 or 40 years down the way, when you get to 70 AD in our measurements, uh, the Sabbath is still being kept and is a concern that you don't have to flee away during the Sabbath hours. Interesting. Others would teach you, oh, no, the, the Sabbath was done away with when Jesus died on the cross. No, it, it wasn't. And all the laws did not disappear when Jesus died on the cross. Otherwise, what's your standard of rules for living a Christian life? Okay, so that's a good one to have on your list. So I've got here in, uh, in uh, Matthew, no, it's Acts next, is Acts 13, 42 and 46. The uh, early believers observed the Sabbath. Then when you go down a little further, we're in Acts, no wonder it's early believers when Paul was out preaching and others. In Acts 15, 19 through 21, the Gentiles were assembled on the Sabbath day. Why would the Gentiles do it if they didn't need to anyway? Or if somebody that was Hebrew was telling him that's all been done away with. Paul didn't say they were done away with and he was willing to see to it that they'd had Sabbath services the, the next week. So that's uh, Acts 15, 19 to 21. It's actually in the 21st verse. 
And then Acts 16, 20, uh, 12 through 13, prayer meeting, customarily held on Sabbath. Prayer meetings. It was their custom. They would have a prayer meeting on Sabbath. No wonder. That's a, that's a Sabbath activity that could be very easily handled or should be handled. In Acts 17, the Jews and Greeks uh, met with Paul in the synagogue. That was the best place to go because uh, it was a church service on the Sabbath day. Otherwise, they would have said, well, come down to such and such a place or somebody has a large building and we can have our meeting there. Uh, Paul at his manner or custom uh, was teaching the Jews the same way and here it says three Sabbath days it was a standard for him that's the way he was doing three weeks in a row he held the Sabbath services there okay, so that's Acts 17 Acts 18 they met every Sabbath for a year and a half oh he forgot to tell them that they didn't have to do that anymore <laughs> no, this is Bible. This is the way it was. And Paul was teaching and uh, the other people uh, with him. We know Paul uh, Paul had travelers with him. Uh, Paul and uh, Silas sometimes. And Luke was with him all the time because it always said, we did this and we went there and we went there. That's when Luke was with him. Otherwise, he says, they went here and they went there and Luke was not with him at that point. So read the book of Acts. Find out about the Sabbath. And Hebrews chapter 4 and 1 through 10. The Sabbath remains for the people. People of God. Not for people that were supposedly left out of it or just only the Hebrew people. Uh, it would, remains the Sabbath for people of God. That's Hebrews 4 and 1 to 10. Okay, I want to move to another sheet here. I told you we'd get to some things that are uh, can be done on the Sabbath day. And we want to want to do some on that. Just I'm going to have to go fairly smoothly and fairly quickly, not looking them up. I do have them here on the screen, so I may look at a few. In uh, Leviticus 23 and verse 3, uh, assemble for religious service. Assemble for religious service. That's something that you can do on Sabbath. It's a daily activity for the Holy Day. Assemble for religious service. In Hebrews 10, 25, assembly again for religious service. Don't forget the assembling of the believers together. That's what it's all about there in Hebrews, Hebrews 10, and uh, in Isaiah 58, it says, seek not your own pleasure on that day. Wow, your own pleasure. Do you remember that, chapter 58? It's near the end of that chapter, chapter 58, 13 and 14 is the verse. But uh, don't do your own pleasures on that day. Seek not your own pleasures. Matthew 24 uh, and verse 15 through 20. I, I wondered about this a little bit, but that's the one that said don't have your flight on the Sabbath day. And it was concerned that 
that the Sabbath day was a special day and that you shouldn't have these long travels and probably carrying whatever you had with you when you were leaving, couldn't go back to the house to get more, but you had something with you. Um, pray that you don't have to do those activities on the Sabbath day. So long journeys were not necessary and shouldn't be something that you plan for. Uh, Isaiah um, 17 is another one. Carry no heavy burdens on the Sabbath day. And we all have variations as to how long a journey is. Well, if you had to harness your horse, 10 miles was quite a trip. The horses can run 20 miles an hour, but you can't keep them going at it. You know, that's not a normal. They'd have to jog or, you know, trot and so on. Well, what about now? What if you've got heavy burdens and you've got a little longer to go? We've got gasoline engines. We can put something in the car and we can get it to church. We carry it 10 feet to get it to the car and 10 feet from the car to the church building. Um, but to plan on heavy burdens to be carried, don't put your garbage out. That is an unnecessary activity on the Sabbath day. So we can find these answers to these things fairly easily. That's in Nehemiah. Oh, no, that was in Jeremiah 17. Now I'm going to Nehemiah chapter 13. No commercializing. Would be great to read that, but there would never be enough time right now. Uh, Nehemiah 13, when the, when the sellers were coming up to the wall of Jerusalem, to the door, and they were putting out their wares, and, and they got orders to get out of here. Don't come and sell on the Sabbath day. Don't put your wares out here so that people are looking over the wall and deciding, well, I'd like one of those and one of those. I'll, I'll get you after the sun goes down. Um, that was not right. Well, what about us? We should not be reading a catalog and saying, boy, if I just you know, could get that one, or, you know, these sales flyers that come on the weekends, you know, we should not sit down and be studying on what we're going to be buying. Uh, don't be thinking on those things. That's not a Sabbath activity. Don't commercialize. Don't have a, a yard sale that includes Sabbath. That's, that's a terrible thing. Exodus 16, 23, it says, Cooking and baking should be done before the Sabbath. Make ready for the Sabbath, the preparation. Cooking and baking should not be Sabbath morning. We went to visit one family from a different organization, though it was Sabbath, and on the way home they stopped and bought ice cream. Oh, come on. Commercializing. Maybe they thought they were doing good for us because they didn't have the ice cream at home and maybe they had a tasty treat. But that should not be done. We didn't need the ice cream. We, we got plenty of fat on us already. So, <laughs> Okay. So cooking and baking is done before the Sabbath. Uh, in Exodus 34... 21 is for today's lesson, you might say, today. Why? What are they doing in the wheat fields right now? They're harvesting. Out there around Dover Camp and out in the, uh, the fields around that area, within 50 miles of that area, we know, maybe 100 miles of that area, they're harvesting. This says in seed time and harvest that you should still keep the Sabbath. God says he'll send the rain at the right time and spare you from the mud, probably, if, <laughs> if uh, it was going to rain, things would be right. So your uh, seed would sprout at the right time. Uh, Matthew 12, it says that uh, 
it is all, it's all right to do good on the Sabbath. That's what it says here, <laughs> in my words. It's all right to do good on the Sabbath day. So yes, if you saw somebody broken down on the side of the road and you had to uh, help with something to do their fixing for their car so that they could carry on, that's doing good. Yes. Or if somebody was sick and you went to the hospital and it was a little bit longer trip and maybe you had to take some food to leave with the family, that is okay to do good on the Sabbath day. And to pray for those that were sick and bring healing, that was good on the Sabbath day. And that's also in Luke 13. Leviticus uh, 23, uh, it should be kept from evening to evening. And uh, it's also in Genesis 1 verse 5, Deuteronomy 16, Mark, 12, Mark 1, 32 and 33, Matthew 16, verse 2, and Nehemiah um, 13, verse 19, and Exodus 12, verse 6. What does it say? From evening to evening. When the sun is going down, that's when you're measuring this length of day. And we know, various parts of the world, the sun goes down before 4.30. And if you're working in a regular job, Friday has to be arranged for, talk with the boss, and say, I, I need to have this time off. Let, let me off a half an hour early or an hour early. I'll start an hour earlier in the morning or I'll, I'll fill in another day so that you can have that time off. And summertime usually is the other way around where um, Fridays are very long, you don't have to worry about it. Because uh, the day the sun doesn't go down until 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, depending on where you're living. But you need to be mindful of it in the winter times that you keep the Sabbath from sundown to sundown. Uh, the evening word sometimes is, uh, is um, needs to be some discussion. In Jeremiah 6 and verse 4, it says it's the latter part of the day is when the evening is, is counted or called evening. In uh, Proverbs 7 verse 9, it's after the sunset is another evening. There's two evenings, one before the sun goes down, one afterwards. And of course, we should not be watching for the sun. Okay, let's see so many seconds left. Okay, sun's down or sun's not down. <laughs> um, because actually, that's cheating God on two counts. One, it's downright dishonest with the Heavenly Father. The other one is the curve of the earth is such that the sun appears to be still up in the sky when it's actually gone out of our sight. Well, don't draw the line so tight. <laughs> Give God 10 minutes extra or 15 minutes extra. <laughs> you know, uh, both sides. You know, of the sundown. Um, so in Proverbs it talks about the sun setting in the evening, another one. And uh, Mark 14 talks about the 24 hours of a day. In the summertime you have less night, more daylight. Wintertime it's the other way around. More night, less daylight time. So there's still 24 hours though. So there's no problem. Even when the sun way north when the sun doesn't go down at all, it dips and goes back up. Well, count from the middle of the dip, <laughs> but don't be that close. That is not right. It's just, it's bad to start drawing lines that close and trying to, uh, uh, giving yourself forgiveness or whatever you want to say. Uh, you can do better than that. 
it's uh, <coughs> the place I'm mentioning. It'll probably be two o'clock in the morning when the when that dip arrives, and in the summertime, two o'clock in the night, you know, uh, when that would happen. Okay, the uh, in John 11, uh, the day is 24 hours. And then I want to read these two verses, and I know I've got them in here. Oops, no, that's scroll, that's highlighting instead of scrolling. Um, let's see if I can. Okay, other direction. Okay, one I want here is uh, Ezekiel 20 and verse 20. Ezekiel 20, verse 20. And hallow my Sabbaths. This is not in the first five books of the Bible. This is Ezekiel 20, verse 20. And hallow my Sabbaths, and they shall be a sign between me and the Jews. It doesn't say that. This will be a sign between me and you, that ye may know that I am the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, your God. This is for us. This is a prophetic chapter, verses, and book of the Bible, prophetic. But it is referring to us, our time. Our Sabbaths should be hallowed, not just another day of the week that we, you're forced to rest. No, that's, that's not the idea at all. This is a hallowed Sabbath. We need to be thinking seriously about it. Also then in Ezekiel 44 and 24, it says, uh, And in controversy they shall stand in judgment, and they shall judge in accordance to my judgments, the Heavenly Father's judgments, and they shall keep my laws and my statutes, in all mine assembly, and they shall hallow my Sabbaths. Wow. We need to take that day serious and keep it for the Lord's uh, word. Um, one more that I'd like to get. I don't, I, I'm sure I didn't get it on here. No, I didn't. Um, Psalm chapter 1. This is my final verse. Psalm chapter 1. This was read to us in church on a regular basis so that we would learn to behave ourselves, I guess. Psalm chapter 1, verse... Uh, ch chapter 1, and 1 through 6. Short chapter. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and shall bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hey, I, I want that. Uh, yes, I want the, the prospering part. So I have to do the rest of it, right? Yeah. And the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, 
but the way of the ungodly shall perish. May God bless you.